0: Hi, thanks for joining me today on this latest podcast episode. I want to talk to you today about uh, your relationship with food and to ask you or to get you thinking um, about if it's holding you back. But first, you are so welcome to my podcast. Um, It's really brilliant now. I just go... Every single Tuesday and every single Thursday I come to you with a new podcast episode and sometimes on Thursday I'll have a guest, other times it'll just be me but that's what we're doing now and part of this has to do with what I was telling you about in a couple of episodes back about me subtracting things from my life to get better at what I do and I must say it's been really working a charm and for those of you if you're listening in right now and you're feeling overwhelmed and trapped and stuck and you're feeling like you're not really excelling at anything, which is how I felt six weeks ago. My attention was being dragged in way too many places and I had way too much different stuff going on in my day that I didn't feel like I was giving everything 100%. And now I'm beginning to feel like I'm giving everything 100%. Even In my work, take for example, I was doing a few Facebook lives, a few TikTok lives and I was shooting a podcast, not to mention all the other um, bits of content that I create in a week and also to mention a blog that I used to have and I just said to myself, you know what? Why not deliver the very best value you can deliver in a podcast twice a week, straight to your ears, and spend your time thinking about how I can help you, the questions I can answer for you if you're a woman over 40 who wants to get fit, feel great, and find your inner peace and calm? So I subtracted everything else. I've no more blog, I've no more lives. I'm focused on my podcast twice a week. And just that one thing that I have decided to do has helped transform my week. I'm so much more focused on providing great content in this one place and I can show up here consistently and you can rely on me to be here every Tuesday and Thursday. And I've done so much with other bits and pieces as well in my work where I've been duplicating, where I've been duplicating content or information or where I'm showing up, I've simplified it with the very best intentions for myself to become a better coach and for my clients so that things are so much more simple so much more clear and um, I'm just really gravita- gravitating towards that um, simple clearly defined easy to follow easy to navigate step-by-step instructions on how to feel good and I am really focused on doing that Even with myself, I have cut back on the action steps I do personally and I'm not putting any more pressure on myself and uh, it's working a charm. So I highly recommend it if you're listening to me right now and you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed out, you're anxious, you don't know where to start. um, Start by writing in your journal where and what you can subtract. There's always something small you can subtract. I was only chatting to this about my husband today and we were chatting through something he does all the tech side of of the business for me the website um which is involves a lot of work is a lot of behind the scenes that goes into the the client dashboard and um i was saying look go through this with me this part of the job that you do um and let's see can we simplify it the subtracting thing is really going well and um he was he was he said to me no 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 no, there's nothing there that can be simplified it's it's just the way it is so we took a look and we saved him 30 minutes twice per week just by taking a look at how we were both doing things um currently so I highly recommend it just to take a look through your day god it might even be something to do with your kids lunches but it's a really really terrific um practice exercise to do and I'm doing it frequently now Uh, just on that I created a free guide that I think you may find really helpful Um, just go to jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart and I've created this new guide that simplifies getting back into a healthy lifestyle even if you have no time even more simply so this is for you if you are feeling stuck And the idea of working out or like lifting weights or all that stuff feels way too overwhelming. This is going to meet you right at the beginning and hold your hand with a couple of key simple action steps to get you back feeling calm and in control. Um, Think of it as a guide that helps you set the really, really solid foundations Of your health journey, and you can get it at jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart. So let's get stuck into this podcast episode. I want to ask you what your relationship is like with food and how it's holding you back. And the problem that I'm going to discuss with you is how so many people associate health with solely what they eat, and why this is leading to so many people, so many women that I meet over the 14 years be so disappointed with their health journey. It might be that you want to lose weight or get fit, but because there's such a huge intentional focus on the food, um, it, it can lead you to really, really struggling and feeling like you're going around in circles. So before I get to stuck into how you can actually solve that problem of of being stuck and bogged down with the food and how to get out of that and give you a step-by-step, easy-to-follow, actionable plan that focuses on all areas of your life I'm going to tell you exactly what I used to do and my relationship with food and why you don't hear me talking about food very often as a fitness coach so I have done nearly all of it Um, to give you a little bit of a backstory I think I've always felt big I think that's always been put upon me by people in my life growing up your big feet or you're tall or you're this or you're that so it's always led me to feel very very conscious about my size as I'm sure many of you can relate as women it's such a past remarkable thing um women's physiques height shortness wideness sm- smallness tallness bigness smallness and there's so many people out there and it seems to be like their pastime hobby is to uh, discuss or just to say something about your physicality it's something that I always um, I try anyway to be really careful about to not discuss somebody's body to them um. so because of, I want to give you that little bit of background to explain to you why I, when I got to a certain age, started weighing myself and becoming focused, so focused on the scales. And uh, it was just kind of drilled into me that small is good. Small is good. Not only was it drilled into me that small is good, it was also drilled into me um, to be concerned that I wasn't fitting a, a mold. And These can all be put upon you without being told directly you know so you can grow up feeling out of place that you don't fit in, bigger than you should, not not conforming to being super tiny and small but being made well aware that the goal is tiny and small. This led me to weigh myself a lot. I used to jump up and down the scales all the time and you know those magazines that you read when you were younger that showed the celebrity and that they were like 7 stone or 8 stone i remember reading those and thinking that's it that's what i need to be and this is the problem i am this stone and i should be this stone what i didn't realize at the time is that we come in all different shapes and sizes and that you can't go towards 8 stone 9 stone 7 stone if you're not built that way um so my relationship with the weighing scales was always extremely negative, and I would feel very very embarrassed about what I weighed, even though I was in okay shape. So I went from there into college where I started to count calories and get really really thin. Um, I remember bringing in like brown bread with McCambridge's brown bread ham sandwiches with a packet of popcorn and counting the calories and I might have just had a really small breakfast and being super obsessed with calorie counting and it really took over for a while and I remember thinking this is really cool I can actually make myself as small as I can um with it without going to any extreme um, and I I must say I got a great buzz from that but it was extremely time consuming and every time I moved away from it or had a treat night or went out unexpectedly and had like maybe a takeaway or dinner I would get really really stressed out. I did try to make myself sick but it just didn't work out for me thankfully. Um, So I also then moved on to tracking my food you know writing it all down not so much uh, moved away from the calorie counting I said I'll track every single thing I eat. Um, That led to obsession um, and I look back now when I was counting my calories and tracking my food I was unhealthy I was unhealthy I had but I had blinkers on all I cared about was the food that I ate which is crazy when I look back I never looked at my stress levels my anxiety was I exercising how was my mental health these things didn't come into the picture for me what came into the picture was what was I eating and how did I look in the mirror So then I moved on from there to cutting out carbohydrates which in my opinion at the time worked well temporarily because remember the sole goal for me was to feel smaller because I felt that I was too big and I felt that this is what was wanted to be small as small as you can big as a woman isn't good. Um, So I cut out carbs that again led to obsession, restriction, thinking about it, overthinking, being so consumed with food which led me again to have full blinkers on to the other aspects of my health. Where was my mental health? Was I getting fresh air? Was I studying, reading new books? None of that. I didn't even think to take a look at those aspects of my health. It was purely food and I see this all the time on the internet and social media with fitness coaches and the weight loss industry. It's food, food, food and not a jot, not a dot is given about all the other elements that make us healthy. So because of this, because I weighed myself and I counted calories, I tracked my food, I dieted, I cut out carbs, I restricted very seriously. I went from being three stone overweight to at my thinnest, to fluctuating, to overweight, to okay weight, to a stone up, to seven pounds down. Always with really unhealthy action steps of dieting or restricting, not exercising, not taking care of my mental health, not even thinking that I needed to take care of my mental health. I went through periods of eating food for comfort. I talk about that So many times in the podcast episodes, how I comfort, ate, turned to food for comfort, only recently having really, really been able to knock that on the head over the past year. Um, And uh, that was the one final bit of food. But I I want to come back to that in a minute. Um, Eating too much, self-soothing, soothing with food. So I've been through it all. And in my journey with that and my relationship with food... I have come to realise that the problem with focusing on your food is that it's like having the blinkers that the horses wear to the rest of your health. It's like having blinkers on. You're a horse and you have blinkers on and the right side and the left side that you can't see is your body, your internal organs, your heart, your lungs, your mental health screaming at you to take care of it but you've put these little blinkers on, these little food blinkers on and all you can see is what you weigh, what you look like and what are you eating that day or what you shouldn't have had or what you should have had. Now this is just such a horrible position to be in and I must say nearly every single day of my adult life I have lived like that until about a year ago When I finally, through COVID actually, so maybe let's go from three years ago till I actually developed a good relationship with food. And that's exactly what I want to help you today. If you are struggling with your relationship with food, I want to give you just a few simple tips that worked for me to get me on the good road of a healthier relationship with food. And it's one of the key reasons, as a fitness coach, I don't talk about food. I am i love to share recipes, but that is the height of it. I mean, you're listening to this now. I'm guessing you're a woman. I'm guessing you're over 40. And I'm guessing you could close your eyes right now and write out a food plan for the person sitting beside you. I'm guessing right now I could come to you cap in hand and say hey I want to lose a stone can you write me out a food plan you would you do it with your eyes closed I know you would you know this stuff you know what to eat to eat healthy but the problem is that it's shoved down our throats day in day out on the internet that we don't know what to eat and that weight loss and good health is just a matter of following this person's diet plan and when you do you're going to be healthy. Which is such a load of bollocks. It just is such a load of shite. But we fall for it and we head into that trap through no fault of our own because it's so shoved down our throats. And the fact of the matter is, you know you could write me a diet plan in the morning if I came to you and I said, like, whatever, I, I'm shooting this film they're only going to hire me if I if I lose a stone, what should I do? You, you, you'd reel it off like that. Or if I came to you and I said I want to be healthy, what should I be eating? Now, of course, if you're listening to this, there might be one or two things that uh, you might need help with. But they're one or two things. They're, they're, they're not me give, giving you a diet plan and then lo and behold, all you were missing in your life was this diet plan. That's all you needed to be healthy. So if you're listening to this now and you're struggling and let's say you might be going through the menopause or you're fluctuating with your weight or you want to reduce your belly fat and it's getting you down so much or you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know where to start because you've lost weight or gotten fit in the past but it feels too much like a chore now so you couldn't be bothered and I hear you. I I, I read all your, your comments on social media I, I watch you I, on social media. I listen to you. I know what you're struggling with. And um I love to know what you're struggling with. Because I can help. I've been through it all. And this is where so many people, so many of you are struggling. This food thing. So... We're going to wipe the slate clean as of today and we're going to say right okay so food is going to be a small part of it. I've written out here nine simple steps like a little guide for you how to focus on your fitness and health by focusing on all the little different aspects of your health. And this is going to help you feel really good and get you feeling really good in your clothes as well. Now, remember, I have all of this written down um, in in my free guide, jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart. That's Cook with an E. And um, you can just have it as, as a PDF and hang it up somewhere visible. I love visuals. I think they're really, really good. I mentioned to you, I still have my goals board in front of me I'm looking at it now and it says daily walk water read meditate journal weekly sea swim one meditation class Um, and I just I can't pass the board without looking at it and it either makes me feel like I'm on top of it it doesn't make me feel bad it makes me feel or it makes me feel like I'm slipping a little bit so I need to get back on track so I highly recommend these visuals so go to jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart so this is what I want you to do okay so This is for you if you don't feel like you've got a good relationship with food and you're associating all your health with food and you may have a little bit of weight to lose or you're unfit and you want to get fit and feel good and find your inner peace and calm. So the first thing to do is to make a plan. I love to make a plan on a Friday. I tell my clients this all the time. Make a plan on a Friday because the weekend hasn't quite hit yet, but you have a week done under your belt. So Fridays generally, you know what the crack is. Number 2. On that plan, you are going to have three action steps for the week ahead. One is going to involve physical movement, one is going to involve hydration, and the other one is going to involve a bedtime routine. So on a Friday, you get your pen and paper out and you write out your three action steps for the following week. For example, on Monday and Wednesday and Friday, I'm going to get 20 minutes of movement whether that's a workout, a walk, whatever it is, a cycle, 20 minutes of movement, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. For those of you that are screaming at me now saying, Jessica, that is not enough. Remember, we're starting small and I want you to always be thinking of the lovely foundations of a house. Get the foundations right first. We build on it. We improve. You get those three Bits of physical movement done on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Write down your days, write down your times and deadly to build on that. But let's start small. Aim to have two litres of water every day. And the third thing is that you're going to create a good bedtime routine. Now, once have we mentioned food. I promise you if you do that for one week by Friday, you're going to start feeling really good. You're going to start feeling more calm, more in control, and it's going to motivate you. A note with the bedtime routine. This is what works for me. Bed by 10.30, quarter to 11. Brush the teeth. Into bed. Phone on airplane mode always be reading five pages of a good book, a fiction book, a book that you can find easy to read. So if you're feeling distracted, it's still quite an easy read. I do that all the time. I'm reading and I'm thinking of something that happened in the day, but that's okay because that's why I love Marion Keys, Jane Casey, all those kind of books for bedtime. You don't want to be doing a personal development book or, or even those nice light books I don't recommend. You know, the ones like 10 Steps to Healing and No Learning. Find out why Joan broke John's heart. That's the kind of nice, relaxing, fictiony books you want to be reading at bedtime. So if you have a guideline that's small, like I always read five pages of a good book before the light goes out, it means you've just always got the habit rather than I'm not in the mood to read tonight. Well, no, I'll read five pages and then anything more is a bonus. So you've made a plan you've made a plan on a Friday for the week ahead. You've put into your plan the three times you're going to work out or move. You're going to drink two two litres of water and between Monday to Friday you're going to focus on the good bedtime routine that I just mentioned. Now on top of that we are going to look at your mental health and your self-care. And when it comes to your mental health all I want you to be thinking about, number one, is there a motivating book or a podcast episode that you could say you'll listen to for 10 minutes every weekday that keeps you focused and positive and feeling good? When I don't do this, my attention span drops, my focus drops, and I start to get distracted from what's important to me. When I do listen to somebody I find motivating five days a week, Monday to Friday, I keep my skin in the game. It is like having a coach beside me every single day saying hey over here remember you said you wanted to be really healthy well I'm just here to remind you for 10 minutes every day that you want to be healthy and this is why it's so cool and when you don't listen to that and you start to listen to the news or your friend that's really negative or your boss that's really negative they bring you down they bring you down people bring you down people bring me down they bring you down everybody they bring you down and you're left a shell of yourself <laughs> by the end of the day if you're out and about in in town or this car is beeping on you in the road or people are really aggro and you come home and you're a shell of yourself and you're like what the fuck why am I even bothering I why am I bothering with this there's no point but if you have somebody that you like in your ear or in a book that's saying ha oh, forget about them look be part of our club. This is really cool. It's cool to be into this. It brings you back up again. One more little tip with your mental health. I find journaling really helpful but many people I know say to me, I don't know where to start with the journaling. All you have to do is every day open up your journal and write out your plan for the day. That's it. That's where you can get started with journaling. Sometimes I go through months where that is all I do But it is the most grounding, easy to follow plan when it comes to journaling that you can do. And I highly, highly recommend it. There's lots more tips in the guide that I made, jessicacup.ie forward slash kickstart. But the reason I wanted to give you those tips like focusing on your fitness, focusing on your bedtime routine, focusing on your hydration and your mental health is that I just wanted to remind you and show you that there are so many other action steps you can do around your health that doesn't involve a recipe or your food. Now, on the food side of things, I wanted to talk to you about that for a minute. One action step for your food is perfect. Anything else, it's triggering. It can lead to obsession, cutting things out all the time, um, One guideline. For example, picture yourself, imagine yourself one week from now getting an exercise three times a week with no pressure, just walking, drinking water and then having one action step based on what you're doing now that's not serving you. For example, if you're erratic with your meals, your your action step would be I eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. If you have a sweet tooth or you comfort eat on the couch at night your action step would be I will work at avoiding food after dinner five days a week. Now you mightn't get there because you might be comfort eating because you're stressed out and anxious but the action step is there and the intentions are there. You mightn't crack it straight away but you have your action step that you're going to work on. So You're working on all this other stuff, your fitness, your mental health, your hydration, and you're focusing on this one key action step that you know is going to take your health to another level when it comes to your nutrition, as opposed to I'm going to have this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. I'm not going to have any of that this week. I'm going to leave that to the weekend. I'm going to cut carbs out for my dinner or I'm going to cut them out all day. And I'm going to calorie count and I'm going to check the backs of the packets of these things. And I had a packet of sweets. I wonder how many calories that is. Imagine you getting rid of all that. Imagine getting rid of all of that. And looking at your health in a holistic way. I want you to imagine taking those blinkers off that we all have when it comes to this and looking at your health in a much bigger picture and realising that for some of us it's the way we've been brought up. It's the conditioning that's happened. So it's normal to feel triggered and to think oh my God, oh my God, I'm not, too, I'm not focused on the food enough. But I want to tell you what has worked for me with building a healthy relationship with food. It has been to focus on my mental health. So I've been exercising and drinking water and having a good bedtime routine and having a good morning routine. I must say that. So I'm, I'm doing those things anyway. But those things are always running around in the background for me. They didn't fix my relationship with food. What did reflect um, affect my relationship with food in a good way was something called Thrive Time, which I know many of you listening now, my dear clients, I love you. Thrive time, which is a 10 minute practice in the morning after our workouts. And it is a combination, we've started it since COVID, of a few affirmations, a few minutes of silence, a few minutes of meditation, and a few minutes of journaling. That has, that is what has changed me. I know up to before I started doing that, I didn't have a great relationship with food. I was healthy ish, but I was. My relationship with food was bad. I was binge eating, comfort eating, going overboard at the weekend. Everything changed for me when I started to really focus on my mental health. Before that, I used to look at articles online about the benefits of sitting in silence, the benefits of journaling, the benefits of affirmations. But I never did it consistently. So I just started doing it consistently and I gave up looking for the results. And I just said, feck it, I'm going to do the practice of this. I'm going to share this experience with my clients, but I'm not going to be looking for results because they're going to be slow. It's not a quick fix, but I'm going to trust that all these successful people out there keep talking about silence and journaling and getting in touch with your emotions. There has to be something in this. And ever since I've done that, I have transformed my relationship with food. And I have never, ever been healthier. And I cannot believe I'm saying this because I have always been trying to lose weight whether I looked like I needed to lose weight or I didn't look like I needed to lose weight I have still always been trying to lose weight I have always been touching my stomach looking at it from the side in the mirror catching a glimpse of my reflection walking down shop street looking at a window seeing how big I looked from the side checking out my face in the mirror checking to see what this looks like, what that looks like. Obsessed. Obsessed. I'm telling you, it's a really, really cool place to be and where you fix your relationship with food or you heal or you soothe. And it's one that is possible for you too. And it all starts with stopping the focus on the food and trusting that if you carve out a little bit of time for your mental health, And you carve out a little bit of time for your movement and you drink water that you will start to heal and to soothe and to grow. You'll reduce anxiety. You'll reduce your stress. You'll start to feel more calm. You'll start to feel more in control. You'll start to self-soothe. You won't turn to food so much for comfort. And you'll start to naturally become really, really healthy. I must do a podcast episode uh, very shortly on the Thrive Time and break it down into small little actionable items for you. Um, so I hope you found that helpful. If you have any questions when it comes to food, you can ask me and I will help you as long as it's to do with the relationship with food and not what to eat, which I don't like at all. Um So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I would love for you to do me a favor um, and review the podcast or just subscribe or tell your friends and help me get the word out. I would appreciate that so much. And don't forget, you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart and download the free guide that I've been talking about. All my love, have a wonderful day.